What did you, you do from there? I was, I was wondering. That's I, I was it. listening to your podcast, like the other episodes, and you mentioned that CD. Was that my CD you you were talking about? Yes. Like was, oh yeah, man, that's awesome. Like, I guess uh, this. I guess it could start as early as 2000. Like, I've been an anime fan since maybe 96. And mm-hmm. I'm proud to say that my first anime ever was uh, Sailor Moon. And I would <laughs> I, I would talk about, believe it or not. And Otaku. I, I, I Gina Moretto with Anime While Black Podcast. We're back with another episode once again. And today I have a very special guest, my good friend, Seppi Hakubi. Seppi Hakubi is a renowned EDM DJ. He's traveled and done all of these different cons. He's a personality. He's a cosplayer, um, wraith promoter, just everything. And I just want to bring forward that he was my little troop when we were stationed together in Hawaii. So I'm really excited to have him here today because he's really well known um, just in the anime community. He's worked with several voice actors, several of your favorite voice actors, and we're just going to like get into it. Like, go ahead, Seppi. Hi. Thank you, Regina Onesan. Oh, man. I, I'm so <laughs> glad. You know what? The feeling is still very like surreal, like how we come right? full circle because it's been about over a decade. It like, really has. Le- it really has. Yeah, like a I left Hickam, uh, I left Hawaii in 2008, and when I, being, and I moved to Florida for about a couple of years, and where I was at over there, like, they try to make me forget about Hawaii. There's no way I can ever forget about Hawaii. Yeah, like, there's, no way. there's no way. Like, no. But, yeah, um, it's just really cool, because, like, now that we're at these different points in our career, it's like we started off in the Air Force together, and now we're coming back together in, like, the anime community. It's like... Is very surreal. This is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured it'd be bound to happen because I got, um, like the last ten years, or or actually, I guess total, I've been doing this for sixteen years, DJing and uh, attending conventions, and uh, I figured sometime in the last ten years, when I was away from Hawaii, uh, I we would bound to meet each other again, considering I've been traveling uh, nationally, or I've been talking to people, even now with the pandemic. I've met more friends outside of Texas, where I live now, uh, than anywhere than anywhere else. Like yet yeah, last night, after I was doing a show with uh, Sean Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, a mentor of mine uh, here in San Antonio, uh, I would raid. raid uh, when I say raid, I mean because I do Twitch streaming. Yes. I would uh, move over to DJ Brisk's uh, show, which is every Friday at one in the morning Central Time, because he's playing out in Australia. He just had his birthday, oh, and happy birthday. I would see all these. Uh, um, I would see all these uh, other DJs, and even not just DJs, but uh, how do I say, I guess fans of hard dance music just from all over come together. And it, it, I'm not giving the pandemic credit at all, but I will say that at least the good that could come out of it is that I get to meet people from all over just fine. Uh, I Yeah, you know what? I agree uh, because like with the pandemic, it's kind of made certain people that were not untouchable but kind of unaccessible more reachable like the voice actors for sure like i've been reaching out to some of like these different anime voice actors to get them on board for anime while black podcast and it's just been like surreal when there's no way 
that I would have been able to get their attention before <laughs> before COVID. So, I mean, like, it sucks, but it's kind of good. And it helped us to, as creatives, change our dynamic and how we work and how we, you know, how we create and how we reach out and create content. So, so tell me more about, oh. like, this, the whole EDM spectrum and you, like, maintaining your career there. I know we were supposed to talk about Hickam some more, but, like, let's just really jump into that, like... I remember when we were stationed in Hawaii together and you were like this young, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed airman that was like, I'm going to be a DJ and I'm going to be the best DJ ever. And like, and you had your music, you literally had your playlist and was like, here, listen to this. And you made me that like, um, that playlist with all the, yeah, the CD with all the Inuyasha uh, intros, outros and other mixes. And I was just like, wow, like he's actually good at it. Like. What did you, you do from there? I was, I was wondering, that's... I have I was it. listening to your podcast, like the other episodes, and you mentioned that CD. Was that my CD you, you were talking about? Yes. Like was, oh, yeah, man, that's awesome. Like, I guess uh, this... I guess it could start as early as 2000. Like, I've been an anime fan since maybe 96, and mm -hmm. I'm proud to say that my first anime ever was uh, Sailor Moon. And I would, <laughs> I, I would talk about, believe it or not... And Otaku! I, <laughs> I would talk. So I would talk about. I, had, I would do panels at mm -hmm. conventions called the Attitude Era of Anime, which is uh, for those my wrestling fans out there. Attitude Era is like back in the late '90s with you know the, where wrestling was great. You know with The Rock, Triple H, Stone Cold. Like yeah. now it's like whatever. But anime in the '90s, there was a certain like aesthetic to it, like which just made it more like appealing. Now don't get me wrong, uh, I love anime regardless it's just now there's so much of it and yeah. there's like a shine to it now it's like everything's on moy yeah and i mean I could, that could be a whole nother discussion um but back then anime was just amazing and and there was a like and you know again i mentioned sailor moon was my first one mm -hmm. and i thought and at the time when I was introduced to that, I saw the commercials for, like, the toys, and I'm like, you know, me as a six-year-old, seven-year-old, it was like, oh, this is some girl stuff, whatever. But I was a big fan of Power Rangers back then, too. Yeah. And I woke up, and I woke up one morning, and I saw, like, I accidentally turned on Sailor Moon, and... You accidentally they, on purpose scenes, turned it on? The scenes were, like, <laughs> almost like Power Rangers. I was like, hey, wait a minute. This is actually pretty cool. And I would watch more and more, and then, you know, I was getting, I was hooked in the story. And then Ronin Warriors came yeah. out, which, which, and I thought that was, like, the best anime of all time. And I was, that was it. And then, and then of course, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I was in love with those. And then Toonami came out, and then just, every, yeah, and that's how I got everything. into it. So now with music, um, right around the same time, I was still trying to find my identity when it, when it came to music. I grew up listening to a lot of, uh, Spanish music, uh, cumbia, reggaeton, not, well, not much reggaeton, uh, merengue, uh, and then um, also a lot of classic rock. Like, mm -hmm. my dad would just, like, not force me, but, like, that's all it was in the house. I've been, I've learned to appreciate classic rock a little bit more now, but as a kid, it was like, oh, I'm done with this dinosaur music, whatever. And <laughs> because nobody else in my peer group was listening to it, really. And, I was trying, still trying to find my way. Like I got into hip hop back then. Um, then I got into metal, alternative punk, and they were fun. But I was like, I never felt like it was me. Mm -hmm. And then one day, uh, January first, two thousand one, uh, a radio station came out of nowhere called Party ninety three one. It's a radio station in South Florida, mm -hmm. and they were playing some really lovely dance music, like 
in anime, like, especially, like, even though I know it's, like, English versions of the music mm -hmm. uh, that they would put in Sailor Moon or whatever, I, it's not the original Japanese, but they, like, the way they play that, the, those soundtracks, yeah, because, uh, like, they sounded really nice and uplifting, and the music I was listening on Party was very uplifting and progressive, and I would just keep listening more and more, and that's how I discovered Trance and House, and most of my friends that watch anime listen to that, and there was, that's how I established the correlation with anime and dance music. Further punctuating it, in Hawaii, KawaiiCon 2006, yeah. I, I didn't attend this. I found out too late. I, I attended KawaiiCon, but I didn't attend this one event. I left early, and mm -hmm. remember uh, Bilo, Anthony Bilo? Yeah, I he was, Bilo. He was there with me, and he stuck around, and he took photos of a rave that was happening in the con, and I'm like, wait a minute, anime conventions have raves? And I'm like, yeah. I now ever since I was like, now I know what I want to do for the rest of my life, and it's practically being that was what a I call very defining an moment. Anim, an anim EDM DJ. So that's pretty much how I got that correlation. And ever since then, I've been working in DJing conventions, uh, doing anime events uh, outside of conventions, and now I'm working hard to produce music. I haven't been much of a producer as much as I would like. Mm -hmm. I'm spending more time making events, but now, and my wife makes sure to keep me on track, I need to make music, because that's pretty much the next level for me. That's that's really dope, because um, <laughs> shout out to Bilo for like actually connecting you with that, because like that's become your career. But um, like that was that time frame too, where like dance music became like really popular, like in that 2001 to 2008, is time frame and so like with you doing electronic and everything how have you watched the um the anime crowd and these conventions progress like there's a very dominant um connection between edm anime lo-fi and anime like what do you think about that like so i guess before i want to say 2012 i felt like the scene changed after 2012 mm -hmm. uh, but before 2012 yeah a lot of music was very uplifting when i mean if you've you heard trance music just the way yes. like they play like the certain synths and it, it like it always touches the heart I, that's why i'm a big fan of trance music and every time i hear trance like it just like i feel very warm there's also a very fast like this is you know i mean this is pretty much from my own experience and opinion but like people grow up different ways but mm -hmm. i've always grew, i've grown up where the re, i call it the real rave but this is just like the rave that I've always imagined would be uh, hard dance or hardcore, which is okay. very fast, 170 BPMs, and a lot of happy and candy music. Like, I, when I first got introduced to actual raves, it was like the candy kids with the, with the fat pants, and whether it be trips or jinkos or the candy bracelets, and everyone was just like getting along with each other. Uh, so and that's tell me more I, about that aesthetic, that like not to cut you off, but like, the Candy Kids, like for our viewers that don't know what that is, can you like tell them a little bit more about what that like subculture group is like? Yeah, so um, they're they're pretty much it's it, part of it's fashion and part of it is like just uh, I guess a behavior in a way. Like mm -hmm. they they again as I mentioned they wear they usually wear fat pads or uh, shirts that are colorful or have like a logo or something that it may be a little obscure but might mean something or someone could wear like a Seven Up logo with a it's like yellow shirt okay. with spin up in the front and uh candy is our bracelets that i don't have them around me right now but they're bracelets that 
a couple colorful beads. Okay, like I've seen that. Okay, something. I was just making sure. Yeah. And they and they have like words on them, but most of them should uh, they uh, they're very they're very wonderful. They 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 believe in the practice of peace, love, unity, respect, which is like the rave code. The rave code that uh. Frankie Bones, uh, I guess I introduced with this one statement when people weren't getting along. It's like, if you don't show me peace, love, and unity right now, I would, I, don't, I forgot what he was going to do. <laughs> but after that, and then add respect to it, and everyone just getting getting along. Like, you know, there's times, and I'm sure uh, there are people out there that might uh, be able to sympathize. Mm-hmm. There's times where, like, we are in bad places, or there's people that just are, like, kind of set our moods very dark. And, we have to get away from that, and I've always felt raves were places. Uh, now they have to be. You have to be sure that they're safe raves. Like, yeah, of course, it's a whole stereotype with all that stuff, with the drugs and all that stuff, which doesn't happen in my raves. But uh, like, I know with my raves and raves that I go to, I always feel safe, and the best, the important thing is to make sure to feel safe. Okay. That was at least back before 2012. After 2012. Uh, the scene kind of changed, or the music kind of changed. And of course, you know, the new generation, so things are bound to change. There's still trance and hardcore. Actually, hardcore has been starting to get more mainstream because now, um, when I was playing my show, my Twitch stream with Sean yesterday, uh, I got some music, and Steve Aoki is uh, doing hardcore now. Uh, we oh, did a thing different. with uh, my friend Spyro, and like they, uh, I was very elated and surprised. But, okay. Uh, now you know after 2012 like uh dubstep like more like the bro you know bro step has started to become more popular trap kind of like changed things and yeah for sure and uh, uh rhythm is now a thing now which uh i mean i'm not gonna pretend to it's... say i i'm a fan of those i mean i grew it grew on me particularly korean trap music yeah. um some of that has grown on me back then i was like i'm not in the right place but it's but well, that's where we can t- pivot, cause like, um, I listen to like a lot of Japanese and Korean trap, but it's funny because when you talk about like music in the anime community and the cons, like like you said, it's like the Candyland kids, it's the EDM, it's lo-fi. Um, I kind of wanted to know, did you know about the anime uh, Carol and Tuesday? Have you watched that on Netflix? No, I want to. My wife, my wife watched it. Um, yeah, so it's like focused so, on. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's like it's focused on music. Like it's literally this these two girls that um, like it's set in the future, and they basically um, they're musicians. They want they're aspiring musicians, and there's this show that's kind of like I want to say like um, American Idol, where they like all over the galaxy they're looking for these talented like musicians. I think you'd like it. You should check it out. And these two girls, one girl is an acoustic guitar player, and the other girl is kind of more like electro pop keyboard more like a producer and dj she plays with she experiments with a lot of sounds and as you're watching them go through this journey trying to get into the show competing and everything you see them meet all of these other like overly produced well done acts you know and like they what made them popular is just how organic they are like they're just real they like record their songs like just based on the moment and so um they have this one character that they perf- watch perform that's like I guess the reigning queen of this like show and her style the stylization like when you look at her she's very much like meant to emulate FK Twigs but the girl who sings her actual music is um Bobby McFerrin's daughter 
Her name is like Maddie McFerrin or something like that. And she's got this really amazing song. And I need to pull it up and play it like, um, and probably add it into the edited version of our um, podcast. But I'll send you all of that because like, it kind of just inspired me as far as like where I'm going with the Enemy While Black podcast and just the crossover of music and how much it pushes forward the culture is like seeing that, that advancement and development and you're literally part of that history of watching the trends change and stuff like it's really cool to just like we could go on and on about that all day i'm very very sure like just talking about it but um i think that's something you should check out especially as a musician yourself and then like with the japanese and um korean trap like i feel like there's things you can pull out of that that's still like very electronic because especially in japanese trap it is very it's trap undertones with a lot of crazy electronic music and very very weird voice is it un- uncultured for me to say weird voices but it's like weird voices no, yeah. <laughs> no and, that, and that's and I, I mean for me personally and i'm not japanese so i can't really like i'm not the authority on this but honestly like a lot of music production is doing weird stuff like yeah being and, and it's something i have to learn to do because i te- i'm a guy that tends to follow the rules a lot because my, I say that, and I was cooking earlier, and I don't follow. The, I'm the guy that doesn't follow the instructions about cooking. But when it comes to music, uh, like I, I used to have to follow along, thinking I get the same result. But you know, it's that's the definition of insanity. But when I experiment a little bit more, then I start getting results that like blow me away. But yeah, I, I need, yeah, I definitely need to check that out. I know I've been making a list because I've been really busy working on production. Something I have finished watching uh, was really interesting is uh, D4DJ. Uh, okay. They just finished the series. Uh, on, I mean, what well, they just put it, it out on Crunchyroll. Oh, and, Crunchyroll, uh, okay. It's about th- these girls that are just uh, like, well, one of them's already a DJ. And she does, uh, you know, but she was like on her own doing drum and bass or whatever. And then another girl who saw that she was DJ, she was all up about it. She wants to be a wants to learn how to do it, then they figured it out, and then they start bringing uh, a crew, they try to form their own crew mm-hmm. by bringing in an actual composer, and then a, a VJ, uh, and graphic designer, and then they form this group Happy Around, and they play uh, against other crews, and you get to learn the dynamics between all their friends, all their friends. it's like, it's a slight life for DJs, and I thought, it was very wonderful, and Okay. Uh, also, very heavily sponsored by Pioneer because there's a lot of Pioneer products on oh, it, wow. which I thought was really cool. Okay, and so that's on Crunchyroll. What was the name of that anime again? Uh, D4 DJ. D4 DJ. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna check that out. Um, just pivoting right there. What is? What are your favorite anime of all time? Top three. Go. Uh, shoot, Fairy Tale definitely. Um, I, I mentioned Ronin Warriors earlier. Uh-huh. I wish they had a. There had more series of Ronin Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I can't really decide. Rapid the fire, one. go, 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 go. Uh, shoot, I guess Dragon. <laughs> I guess Dragon Ball. Um, I'm not. I mean, that's too easy for me to say. But, <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I just it was different. Like, that, Dragon Ball was the one that got me. It was more like back then. I was watching a lot of cartoons, and you then have I was to like, watching Dragon Ball. Me. I was like, wait, I this just... is like. Dragon Ball slander will come from my mouth all day long, and I don't want that kind of attention that, on my page. <laughs> but yeah, okay, it's, it's okay. Like again, that's the one that just came out came out of my mind. But that, definitely my top two for sure: are Fairy Tale and Warriors. Um, other okay. than that, like, t- 
to be honest, I, it's been I haven't been watching as much anime as I should because I've been working so mm-hmm. much, and there's just so much out there that like back then I liked it's anime because it was anime. Right. Now there's so much out there that it's really it's really well. Hard. We have a lot and of access there's, there's to some, it now. I'll say, yeah, and there, I'll say there's probably some better stuff out there. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about series. I mean, as far as if I can mention films, I mean, mm-hmm. I really love Project Echo. I loved, um, shoot, there, again, there's just so many, um, there's a movie called, there's, I mean, I'm sure you know about the Macross series, but there's a movie called, uh, Do You Remember Love, which is like a retelling of, okay, I've heard of that one, Macross, and I thought it was cinematically well done. Okay, so, what's your favorite, oh, go ahead, I'm getting a delay, oh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, I was going to say, there's just, again, so many films out there that uh, I just need to sit down and watch. Hopefully, this summer, I'll have more time. Uh, but, yeah, there's just so much content out there. And I'd be, but yeah, right now, two of them that are pretty close to my heart are uh, Fairy Tale and uh, Ronin Warriors, Warriors or Samurai Troopers. Uh, yeah, I used to like VR Troopers. So, ugh. but um... Sa- Samurai. Samurai. Yes. yes. But yeah, so. <laughs> um, top three protagonists and followed by your top three intro outros for um, anime series. Oh, man. Okay. As far as protagonists go, um, so, again, there's just so many. Uh, okay, I guess, so not, I guess she can be a main character. Urza Scarlet. From fairy tale. Okay. Uh, I literally married my waifu because she, <laughs> my wife cosplayed as Urza, uh-huh. and I, I gotta show you the wedding photos. But Please send them to me. Ur- Urza, Urza is just uh, made like. Why? My, my thing, my thing about women that like that I find very very attractive is that they're very strong, but mm-hmm. mind and body like, and Urza is just such a such a badass, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I definitely. I definitely could roll with Urza. So, mm-hmm. um, two more. Let's see. Let's see. Ah, oh, my goodness. Um, I, I, I really, I, I, I wish I had time to think. It's so hard to choose because, like, there's so many. There's just so many out there. It's too easy for me to say Naruto. I mean, Naruto's not my favorite. That's not among okay. my favorite, but I, I like Naruto because he's the guy that just and Natsu, Natsu mm-hmm. from Fairy Tale, mm-hmm. both. You know how you mentioned that, like, I said a long time ago that I'm going to be the best DJ in the world? Yeah. And, like, as humble as I am, I still say, I still would so say modest. that. Like, <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will get, like, even, I know that there's probably going to be challenges and it may, may or may not be realistic, but that's, I'll find that out when I get to it. That's how, that's how I. We literally talked about like, these yeah, same my, tropes on, um. Uh, the Nerd Alternative. I'm I'm featured on their podcast. We just recorded. Was it yesterday or the day before? But we talked about these exact same tropes. And like, I definitely see you, Sefi, as falling into like the the Naruto character. You're you're definitely Naruto. You're Deku. You're Ash from Pokemon. You're like the underdog character that your determination is just like overwhelming. Like it's like I don't care how many times I'm gonna get beat into the ground. I'm still focused on this target and I'm going to get there no matter what. So I think that's admirable about you and the people that you pick, like your characters, because 
it's just it's that it's insane determination like who would have thought that especially too with us being enlisted you were like yeah i'm gonna become this edm dj and go to these cons and you did it like you literally while you were still enlisted just like work that out where it's like i can do this part-time even though my day job is saving the world from behind a desk like for real life saving the world and also I want to spread love. What is it? Love, peace, and respect through like the the Candyland um, raves and stuff like peace, that. Peace, love, unity, respect. Yeah, peace, love, unity, and respect. Where life meets art. That's you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and I guess. Yeah, I guess my third one is, and she's actually probably my first one. It's, it's gonna. They're gonna be other than Naruto, who I've mentioned, or Natsu, which mm-hmm. I guess I'll put both of them like. Yeah. Most, I think I like waifus a lot, and my first one ever probably is uh, Mizuma, Mizuno Ami from Sailor Moon, uh, Amy. Yeah. And uh, because she's not the typical girl, she's the again girls that are like super smart and super strong, mm-hmm. and she was brilliant. Like, yeah. And I respect that a lot, and she's so her voice, like both of her voices, Japanese and all the English. I haven't heard her voice from the new voice the from new uh, yeah. L.A. The one where they re-released it. Yes. But the the, the English voice that I grew up, both the English voices that I grew up to, they're both very warm. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, I could give her a hug and just, like, I would feel very safe. And, again, I think um, I respected her a lot. But that's that's pretty much. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, give Mizuno me. There's your... a Scarlet. Yes. Okay, cool. And I'm sorry, like, oh, I'm getting a lag, so if I sound like I'm not trying to interrupt you, like, I'm just getting, like, this little... So I'm, we're going to end up stepping on each other's toes a couple of times. Give me your anime uh, intro outros. Um, oh, goodness. Uh, out, the intro to Outlaw Star, for sure. Okay. Um, my goodness. Um, there's a... There, I, don't, I don't remember the band, but there's a song called Believe in Myself. Mm-hmm. That was played on fairy tales during the Tartarus arc. I want to remix that so Tartarus bad. Arc. Okay, uh, which season was that? It. Three season um, three. In Dragon Ball GT, mm-hmm. there is a there's a ending there's a outro there's an ending song by uh, Kudo Shizuka called Blue Velvet. Yeah, and I've been looking to cover that uh, for a long time. And when I do anime cover, when I want to do anime covers, I'm not just trying to take the instrumental from something already exists. I'm trying to remake it. Right. Um, completely, and hopefully when I do production, I'll be able to actually do that. But yeah, Kuro Shizuka's uh, Blue Velvet, and let's see, a lot of Inuyasha intros and outros are great, like Change the World. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, Inu- what I love about Inuyasha, because uh, um, a lot of the songs that are used mm-hmm. are actually major hits in Japan. Um, yeah, they are. By big, by like mega stars and like, they're recycled Ayumi for other Hamas- animes too yeah like ayumi hamasaki uh namiya amuro who i wish i could see her concert live but uh apparently she retired in 2018 she did um yeah and then i later on i'll find out about utada hikaru and like yeah and that's the thing like a lot of these animes like, these these major artists and then that's how we got into j-pop and yeah a lot, a lot of us got into j-pop is through anime uh, and then usually they listen to other music. Uh, I was big into J Rock back then. Uh, there was a <laughs> there was a song uh, that there, there's an anime called Romeo X Juliet, and the yeah. ending of that uh, was like re- 
I don't I don't remember the band, but it's not it all, it had that I'll Google dirt, it. Very fast vibe. I'll it's put like it in the comments for our for the YouTube so that our viewers can see it. Like I I've heard of that band and I know that anime. So like I'll definitely put it in the comments too so that people can check it out. Um like tell everybody because like we're gonna wrap up like we're definitely gonna have to do a part two like another episode I'm gonna have to have you back and we're gonna like pick up the conversation I know by then you'll have like all your intros your outros hopefully you'll be less busy so you'll have um, been able to watch some new anime by then that we can talk about because I know it's gonna be bananas when we like start talking about anime together like start analyzing and breaking it apart and talking about everything the dynamics the character but just tell everybody, all of our viewers, where they can um, listen to your music, your website, your Instagram. Just plug yourself away here while I drop my cup. <laughs> and, oh, like, just absolutely. go ahead. So, um, HakubiVerse.com, like universe, but Hakubi, HakubiVerse, it's H-A-K-U-B-I-V-E-R-S-E.com. I have to spell it out because pe people screw it up and call me Habuki. Even if it's spelled in front of it, it happens a lot. I don't know why. Um, Texas. At least, in, at least in the West. In, in Japan, they have zero problems, of course. But um, yeah, Hakubiverse.com has like, it's my music label. And mm -hmm. my profile's there. My wife, Ame, uh, her profile's there. We've got two new artists that are signed, Brandon Legacy and Spaced Out. And I'm having a fifth one pretty soon. It's going to be our mascot. But my, yeah, I'm on Facebook, Sefi Hakubi, same thing, Twitter, Instagram. I'm on Twitch. I stream yes. on Twitch every Saturday night at uh, 10 o'clock Central and on Fridays at 10 o'clock Central as well. And every other Thursday. So this upcoming Thursday, I'm part of uh, Neon Genesis Hardcore. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, man, I forgot about Evangelion. But we'll talk about that next time. Yes. Uh, but I'm part of, yeah, part of Neon Genesis Hardcore. And... Uh, I stream every other Thursday. I don't know exactly what time, but it's always going to be on twitch.tv slash Hakubi. And I also have I'll a Discord as well, which is on the Hakubiverse website. Uh, I do have a sefihakubi.com website too, but I'm gonna working on getting that updated. Hopefully July, it'll be brand new and fresh. And I'm also on Spotify. So look me up on Spotify. Yes. I've got some, you know, check out my music for free um, if, if, or pay for a sub and listen to it commercial free the, but yeah everything you need to find is on hakubiverse.com awesome thank you so 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 much Seppi Hakubi for coming and being part of the show we're definitely going to have you back again for another episode so we can really really get into anime like and just like your whole career trajectory is just really bananas like I really am excited to have you on board I can't wait till we start talking about the voice actors and we're going to come back with like the anime politics and talking about the cons politics because like you've been to all these different cons and I know right now like anime cosplayers um, and like especially the POCs like the, that's not especially only POC cosplayers have like this whole drama and beef when they go to these cons about characters and and just like where it's supposed to be a safe space for everybody so I want to get your perspective as a person who exists there and attends these cons and just find out you know your story because we've talked about a lot so we'll bring you back i can't wait to have you on thank you so much i'll put everything in the comments thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of anime while black podcast thank you Sefi, and good night all right bless it's been a pleasure thank you